0: Hello everyone! This is You've Got 5 Options, a radio show where we prove that 5 is a magic number.
1: Our experts will give you 5 tips on how to make your private or professional life better. We will
0: solve your life challenge by giving you five different options to choose from. And
1: our guests will answer five exciting questions while live on air.
0: Tune in and feel the magic of five.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Marta and this is Anna and this is You've Got Five Options show. Yes, welcome to
0: yet another wonderful episode when we have yet another special guest. Yes, I know I say that every single time, but I would like to say on the record that every single guest we have is special, first of all, because they are brave enough to come here and have this interview with us. And second of all, because Marta, they all
1: have really great things to say yes we of course try to bring to the radio people who have something great to say for sure
0: yes it, when they don't we never you know like air those episodes so
1: oh yeah we're so smart and funny i'm yeah.
0: joking no I, did we never air an episode if yeah with with ourselves yes with ourselves <laughs> definitely we had a couple of those Uh, when we thought we are not awesome enough for you to listen to us. But uh, usually our guests are uh, fantastic, all of them. So, yeah, I'm very excited about this one. So today
1: we have uh, Diana Paulson. Hello, Diana. Hello. And uh, the topic for today is very interesting. These are five steps to conscious leadership. And leadership is a great topic. And we definitely need great leaders and conscious leaders. So, so excited to have you here today, Diana, to talk to us about that topic. We would like to start with asking you this beautiful rounded question of just three words. Who are you?
2: First of all, I would love to say thank you very much for inviting. And it just like uh, it seems from the first minute I came here, I can't stop smiling and laughing. You guys (laughs) are really funny. So thank you for the show. It's really amazing what you're doing. And um, for the three words, I would say maybe two. I am on the path of awareness. I'm awake. (laughs) I am awake. That would be okay. Uh, I think this is. Uh, <laughs> you I think. Want three no, words. <laughs> I, I think this is an
0: answer yeah. that uh, gives us so much and yet so little. Yeah. Uh, but I guess you would say that you are one of those people who are uh, consciously looking for uh, some sort of, a, if I will say enlightenment, it will sound maybe too much. Uh, too much. Yes. But uh, one of those people who look for a, a deeper meaning or uh, to self-develop yourself beyond let's say uh, a regular standard life or something like this
2: am i getting any close <laughs> to anything i am definitely you no know, connected with the topic what i want to speak today about conscious leadership because it's exactly about awareness about being aware that's the first step i will talk about so just uh, later on maybe it will be more clear way i presented myself but okay. just let's leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's unfold. okay. I, yeah.
1: This, there is no wrong <laughs> or right answer
2: to this question, this is, as you yeah. can
0: see. Marta is very awakened. She's a very <laughs> conscious,
2: leader. Exactly, was yes. where I came, and yeah. you, you will later on will, will find out. But
1: because. I, I do have one question that can add on to this one uh, in a nice way. I wanted to ask you, what's your passion?
2: <laughs> My passion is to inspire people, and uh, yeah, like. I really love another way, free words, I like passion for purpose. So I really love inspiring people if they have a passion. So really go for it and find their ways. But I've been helping people and I'm just yeah, I can't be happier to see like something that you are doing because I really Believe it creates meaning for people and creates changes. And also for
1: our listeners to get to know you a little bit better, we uh, we like to ask one of those questions like, "Do you remember who did you want to become as a child?" <laughs>
2: Actually I had a lot of a lot of different dreams and I think that I've been creating and you know creating synergy of all these things but it was never like one thing exactly but something related to people yeah it was always something related to people but I was just looking what ways where I was psychiatrist psychologist and none of these ways worked in my life and i believe that was the right choice for now but it just it was something like that something magical something magical (laughs) and something uh,
1: about people
2: yeah and did it come to happen yeah no it it (laughs) came to happen but i mean all the journey it has been amazing i love life as a journey as experience and uh, it's really where i am now i'm really happy okay so tell us where are you now what do you spend majority of your time on so what I just mentioned, I I am like a career coach and I've been helping people to step into their purpose. And I'm starting with conscious leadership consultants. It's basically all what I've been doing, it has been leading to that. And even for people, I would say like fourth leaders, because if you want to step in into your passion, into your purpose, to change your life, you have to be conscious leader first for yourself, then for others. At the same time, because I have experience in organizational environment and project management and business development and also eight years at university, exactly analyzing that subject. So I really believe that it can expand and it actually exists. So if we can expand and become conscious and then start leading our business, our projects, teams and organizations, that literally can create big changes in the world.
1: Okay, so tell us a little bit. What is this
2: conscious leadership about for you? What does it
1: mean to you? It's
2: exactly what I said at the beginning. I will come back It's being aware. Mm-hmm. and then from that place of awareness you get more aware about other people and motivations about business about organization about everything and it's just it's really it's, I mean it's not just I'm speaking I've been researching that subject but we're leaders who really go through this training but we create an organization it's, it's truly amazing and um, I mean I'm very passionate about it. Okay so if you met a
1: person that has never heard about conscious leadership and you had to explain them uh, what that is uh, you would say that this is about being a leader who is aware yes who is open to yeah. people so this conscious leadership is it for leaders of other people or is that something also for self-leadership
2: i believe it always starts from self-leadership you know and when you start being aware of yourself of your motivation of your thoughts emotions all these things then you can spread it later to to other people to business to to teams to organization so it definitely starts from yourself but I just when I see examples in organizations where changes we can make we are big changes. Okay, so great. So
1: we will know what are the five steps to conscious leadership. We will hear that uh, from you in a moment, but would you like to tell us why have you chosen that topic?
2: Yes, as, as I mean first of all, if you see I have this like personal motivation because I believe when we become more aware, you know, I've been working with people, changing careers and, and all these things. We become aware of ourselves. We can create changes for ourselves. We have better health. We have better relationship. And then another level, if in organization, we can become more aware. Because many organizations are still run by sphere principle. Like, okay, you do the thing and you get something external. And if you can just, you know, open up and create this collaborative environment, like, for example, Google, We have mindfulness program where, and, I mean, it's an amazingly creative company. We all know, but, I mean, we really have this, like, awareness where. And then, I think, most probably the biggest motivation, if we really look at the global context, at the problems we are facing, and environment, political changes, and economical changes, we just, like... We we have to look what's happening around the world. We cannot sleep. And I think that's the biggest motivation. But if all of us, just from inside, make a little change, so we can make this world better. And I know it sounds big, but it's <laughs> just like, you know, uh, I, I know one good quote from Dalai Lama, but he said, oh, if you think you are too small to make a difference, try to sleep as a mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Diana,
0: I find all of your explanations absolutely logical and actually important, uh, but I am wondering, there has to be a lot of resistance still, inner resistance to... Uh, going on this path of conscious leadership, you know, I have an experience uh, working for 10 years in in, uh, corporations in companies, first medium sized and a really big one. And I don't really see many people getting into that topic. I'm talking about now corporations, because I assume, uh, well, maybe the first question should be, what is your primary target group? Like, do you work mostly with Uh, managers or uh, corporate managers or managers of startups or individuals. Because if I would think about this conscious leadership in corporations, on one hand, I see it's being extremely important And that would be so valuable. But then I also see a lot of spinning wheels. You also mentioned this fear factor that many times we have this traditional image of how the leader or actually not leader, manager should manage the team. So everything is based on fear or it's based on hierarchy that is artificial. And it is, I guess, difficult to implement that conscious leadership. In big corporations where there is a certain pattern already running. So, my first question is because I know I made a huge introduction, what are your main customers, clients that you are working with? Who is the group that you work primarily with that is the most ready for your program? And the second question would be, what is the biggest challenge you perceive in becoming a conscious leader when you are in a big corporation and you are surrounded by people
2: who are leading in a certain default style. Mm -hmm. I am I'm very aware what you're talking because, of course, you know, that's what I came to talk about it because Mm -hmm. not many talk about it. Right. And uh, we are just a few companies, of course, who really implemented changes. And uh, yeah, I admit most of them are in the States because it's it's more open culture, probably. And I, I don't know, like, again, I'm not generalizing here. So it's not for everyone, for sure. But already, we have a few examples, and you know I know them. And that's already, I'm very happy about it. But uh, regarding my target group, it's mostly, yes, we're team leaders, definitely. The team leaders, I would say, who want to b- get more aware. And when we get more aware, of course, this is another way we are leading their teams. But mostly, it's, uh, it's small business owners. So, of course, if they want to create something out of a passion, so we are where we want to create that change. It's just automatically, you know, we are just—it's very easy. We are going to next steps, and then we want to create that culture of openness so that, that's definitely all right what uh,
1: so that was the first question and i understand that it's uh, smaller businesses that yeah. you, that you see more ready yes uh, to for this kind of approach and what is the biggest challenge that was the second yeah. question yeah
0: Yeah, what's the biggest challenge? Because, of course, I gave you the context of a corporation. And of course, as you said, I cannot generalize neither, right? Because I have my own personal experience working in a corporation. And let's say I talk with other of my colleagues from different corporations, and we could see definitely a lot of barriers for implementing programs or or coaching like this. Um, But when maybe let's make it more general. When you start to work with people and coach them through through becoming a conscious leaders, what do you perceive as the biggest challenge that they have to uh, face while becoming the conscious leader
2: to face their feelings?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay.
2: So it's the the, thing, the emotions part. Yeah, because, you know, like, uh, where is, um, yeah, where is one consultancy, conscience consultancy company in Chicago. And I think that I really loved what people after that program. Uh, that, oh, like, I never faced my feelings. I mean, I'm I'm always so tough and so logical. And what program is that? I had to talk about feelings. But this is a necessary part being aware, you know, what's stopping. Sometimes there's some deep, childhood wounding and as a leader you want to appear strong and this is a break point because I mean you, the vulnerability is a strength based on me. So... Uh yeah, that's I think that's the biggest challenge and it's still emotional intelligence which is like perceived as soft, but actually that going through that will make you amazingly strong because then there is no need to fear of anything because usually what we're really afraid to appear weak and vulnerable. If you go through that and you suddenly then you you know you can move. I will talk about awareness and conscious four states of awareness in conscious leadership. But then you can really move into another space and becoming creator and co-creator and and creating a place of oneness. So this is definitely a challenge because, I mean, we all know, and I've been where myself. So, I mean, I'm just not saying that, OK, I'm here, like, already gone for everything. It's hard. It's really difficult. Okay,
1: so I would like to ask you to start talking about the model itself. And uh, our listeners, you do remember that it's not only for people who are leaders of teams and managers and so on. It all starts with yourself. So this is something that you can start with yourself as self-leadership. So you can also apply it in your personal life, so to speak. If you're a mom or a dad, you are also a leader in your family. So you can look into that as what kind of leader are Are you in your family? It can be in the company. You can be self-proclaimed leader among your friends, among, you know, different places. So please do not discard this topic just because you are not a manager in a company or you're not a business owner. This is really something that you can use also in your personal life.
2: Yes. And if I could add, especially if you just feel what you know, something in your job is not fulfilling you. And you want to pursue your passion, so it's also definitely for you, even if you haven't started. Okay. You will find so it useful. So
1: tell us, uh, Diana, what are the five steps that you have prepared for us into that conscious leadership?
2: So the first is aware- <laughs> awareness, but <laughs> we've been talking already a lot, and then uh, vision, inspiration, determination, and openness. Okay. So these are. Five almost
1: like values, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I I like it a lot. uh, All those.
0: I have a question. Does it go that um, is it uh, more like steps or can they be done simultaneously? Or do you first have to gain awareness in order to go further?
2: I I really love the question because I wanted to add to that um, what, you know, content is very good and it's useful and structure. But context matters the most. So meaning it depends where you are and how you can move. Maybe you are aware and you need a vision. What because people are so different. It's very difficult to make something stepwise, right? So I would always say go with your own wisdom. But you do need a certain level of awareness, yes, right? Definitely. So awareness
1: is the first step and I guess awareness also increases. So it is also something that you come back to, yeah. you know, in cycles. Yeah. I guess. So at least we know that awareness is the number yeah. one because you need at least some level of awareness so, to go so further. So far, so good. I think that <laughs> that usually starts with the awareness, yes. Okay, so tell tell us uh, what's important about awareness.
2: I would love to give example, if it's okay, about like just because we've been talking a lot about this, like house and in corporate world. I would add also that I was working myself in corporate world and I had a very aware... Leader like really leading in peace and flow and this project is really like very popular now in uh, like product in Denmark. So basically our team was like yeah in cooperation and flow, in creativity in an organization which you never believe is possible. So I mean I had this experience so I know these leaders we exist somehow out of somewhere. I just wanted a little small example about how like successful, an unconscious leader acts, like CEO of a company, let's say. And these are real-life examples. It's just I will change the names. And then another successful and yet conscious leader. So maybe then we can have a view how it functions and recognize. And I'm not out of judgment by any means. But when we see what what can happen, actually. So just imagine what, like, yes, it's let's say Rod. Let's say the name. And... Um, Getting up five o'clock after like seven, six hours sleep. You're really tired. You're getting like very strong coffee, You're on adrenaline. When you're opening your emails, you're checking your emails. You're answering your phone. Where are some calls six o'clock in the morning about work? Then you quickly grab some kind of breakfast while you're watching TV news, while you're reading newspaper. Your children get up and usually you really just play a little, but actually you're reading email at the same time. And yeah, around like 630 You are leaving your work and then maybe you just kiss your wife but not really present with her. And when you're going to work and reading emails and having another cup of coffee, you come to work and we're in meetings. And we're like meetings where everybody wants to prove they are right. It's like intellectual game where everybody wants to be right. You're very tired after this meeting. Then lunch, and we're talking again about work. After lunch, we go to, pl- to make some plans, which, again, are like interrelated with each other. So you're very stressed, very tired. After work, you're going for some drink, and then you're gossiping about people who are not in a meeting. After that, you're going back home. 8 o'clock, you grab a piece of pizza, maybe another drink just to relax. And then, yeah, maybe you talk a little with your wife and kids, and you go to sleep. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
1: that sounds like uh, I guess many people could find themselves at least at some points of their life uh, living this kind of automatic life. I guess. However, I liked just a bit
0: of parts of the story. I liked the pizza slice <laughs> and I liked the coffee. But at least one. And uh, I also like that he woke up at five because that's something I struggle with. But (laughs) besides of those little positive things that I have found because I love love pizza, uh, it's kind of scary,
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of six cups of
0: coffee okay.
2: Yeah, the, the <laughs> and then six drinking cups, yeah. Yeah, like whiskey or something like yeah. that. No judgment completely here.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's yeah. kind of scary if this would be something that would repeat itself every single day because I could definitely see deterioration of the relationship with the wife and the kids that the first thing that came to my mind. Like, how do you even have this relationship with your family when you just see them in the morning and then you see them in the evening? And that's pretty much all. And of course, you know, also the
1: stress and uh, a lot of coffee, maybe too much coffee. And yeah. the lack of ability to be present because you could see the family in the morning and in the evening. But mm-hmm. if you put yourself there, uh, you, you are actually present in that yeah, but that was what struck me that that person Rod or whatever was yeah. the name <laughs> <Yes>. was <laughs> struggling to even be present for those five minutes uh, with yeah. uh, with the yeah.
2: family. Yeah, and he's successful, really, or less, but is he conscious, right? And then another example, and we are real life examples. Let's say it's Anna. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> oh, do, <laughs> I, I do I hope <laughs> there is a pizza <laughs> in this story, though. A little bit. Uh, no, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, let's yeah, listen. We can, yeah. So she wake, wakes up also in the morning, like 6 o'clock, and she's feeling very refreshed and happy after a good night's sleep. And then she is going for, like, uh, morning mindfulness practice uh, making breakfast for her children. And where is no TV, where is no phone, where is no newspaper, and she is very present. And um, she's having, like, beautiful relationship and nice talk with her second partner because she really wants to make this relationship happening on a rare level. And I don't know your life. <laughs> I don't know, really. I just chose Anna intuitively. So far, but so good. <laughs> I like the story. Continue, please. Yes. And then she just... Um, She loves driving, but not so much. And she believes what her core zone of genius is somewhere else. So she has a driver. And uh, he's driving her to work, and and she's checking some emails. When she goes to work, and uh, she really believes what health of employers is a priority. Happy employers should be at work. So she goes to very... Like half an hour yoga session because she, she implemented this yoga teaching at, co- at her corporation. And when she's having like a uh, healthy open uh, meeting with her employers, she's also implementing something that's called Emotional Intelligence Program. So if everybody, like anybody, is feeling bad, we are aware of that and we are sharing this. And when she's having uh, lunch, not pizza, probably mm-hmm. for that time, yeah. It's for Saturday.
0: <laughs> it's Anna's
2: treat yeah. day. Yes, and I'm not taking Saturday, right? So exactly, it's Tuesday. Let's say, and uh, yeah. So she, she's eating lunch with her employees, and she's present with them. Afterwards, she's she's doing she's creating another program about healthy communication and organization. So instead of uh, writing one hundred emails to each other about some issue, you can have a Skype call and express really what you're feeling. And afterwards, she's going, yes, she's going back to work, and she's going for a run, and she's meeting her children with full awareness, and she's going to sleep around 10 o'clock. And she can do something whatever, maybe in 24 hours, she can do it in 7 hours. That's what you made. And it's a real life example. And I know it's it just sounds like, oh my God, it's a dream story and it's never happening and it will definitely not happen to all organizations all around the world. But if there is some, right, where is kind of hope?
0: Well, I think that uh, one of the Things that would come to someone's mind would be okay. So this Anna person, yoga, mindfulness, and uh, when does she work? Of course, that you you mentioned that yeah. there are moments or the hours when she when she works or she creates programs and so on. But I think one of the biggest challenges is that we have it so much in our head that if someone is running around like a headless chicken with the mobile checking emails running having all the time some computer enhanced something you know doing stuff that means that this person is busy and productive i think that many times means that this person is just busy but is that person a productive person? And I think this is one of those challenges that people like like you, Diana, have to cope with because it's a complete mindset change to show that, you know, you might be sitting at your computer for 12 hours, but maybe within those 12 hours that you have wasted, you were productive for two. And that I think this this is the key to uh, really uh, uncharm this vision of if I am running around with my computer and my mobile looking busy, it means I'm doing something valuable. And I think that this is uh, this image that we really have to challenge, because uh, that doesn't mean you're you're productive. It means you're just running around and you're busy.
2: Yes, and we a lot of we, we all know these examples and we can relate how communication also happens in companies. And uh, yeah, and just like even seven hours, if you're really mindful, if you're really focused on that, you can do really so much more. But it's difficult, like, for example, again, if we remember Anna and her company, like turnover, like employees who are leaving, it's very low and health is much better. Like how many people are stressed these days and how much communication happening about the same thing with like a lot of levels of managers. So if we think if we can really, you know, optimize that, that will be much more efficient organization and productive and, and definitely organizations who are turning and making changes in that.
1: So if we would now have some leaders, even self leaders, you know, starting yeah. with, with yourself that would actually like to work with their awareness, that they are like, wow, that really sounds like something I would like to go in that direction. Where could they start? How could they work with their own awareness?
2: We can def- we can start from mindfulness because I think it's just we all know that and just it's not any kind of uh, yeah strange meditation, religious thing. It's just mind training mind training as NLP and all other methods. So I think that's the first is being mindful What your fo- what's beyond your thoughts, what's beyond your emotions, going where. And it's a great step in general to a little slow down in life, be mindful and in relationship in your work and be more productive for sure.
1: So just stop for a moment and train yourself in being present in a moment, yeah. being present with yourself. So that you can look a little bit deeper into what's going on with you, stopping and being present with people with whom you have relations like your employees, your children, your partners and so on. So something as easy as just stop for a moment and be where you really are supposed to be. That's what starts the whole awareness process.
2: And it creates really big differences. I I also know, like, um, another amazing company who's actually working on that potential project and uh, where was, like, one CEO of a company and he really loved talking to employers, you know, and just spending some time for these, like, annual meetings, and he didn't understand why satisfaction was so low, because I'm spending time with him. But basically, he was not mindful. He was maybe like, okay, talking on phone at the same time, maybe just doing something on computer. And after just 10 minutes a day mindfulness training, he spent less time with his employers, but his satisfaction was growing. I mean, it truly makes a difference and we're scientific proofs on that. It's just like, only just take courage and and make that step. Try to change five minutes, two minutes. So (laughs) even
1: something as small as five minutes a day to start training yourself in mindfulness could already make a big difference. And on that note, I would like to close our first episode and I would like you all uh, to listen to our second episode, where we will be talking about the remaining steps of conscious leadership. Thank you, Diana. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous
0: programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website,
1: thefiveoptions.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks.